Hello everyone, it's Nintendap and welcome to the first episode of the NT Show. This will be out on Spotify, iTunes, maybe Google podcasting and out on my YouTube channel as well. But yeah, so there's me, VG Mobster and Retro Break. We're going to go through Twitter questions that got sent in and answer them. So yeah, I'll leave in the description the link to the email to send me in questions for the next episode. If you want to do that, it'll be on my YouTube channel. But yeah, I hope you enjoy the video. Everything will get explained. But yeah, see ya. Okay, so basically we're going to get videos from people submitted on Twitter. Uh, and me and the guest here are going to just answer them. Uh, it, it'll make more sense when we go along. We'll just do the first video. What's up guys, Budget Nostalgia here. And given all the remasters and remakes we've been getting recently, what would you most like to see given the same treatment? Um, there's so many. Um, <laughs> uh, do you want me to go first or do you want, you want to go first? Whoever. Yeah, you go. I'm still trying to think of an answer. Alright. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the weird pick. Mario Sports Mix for the Wii. Uh, I don't know if you've played it, but it was my favourite Mario game. No, favourite Mario sports game. There we go. Um, I think I've had like three copies of overall because I played it so much they just broke. Uh, nice. I played it to death, but I just think some like a new Mario sports game with great visuals and stuff. Uh, yeah, because I mean Mario Tennis Aces kind of went half with it, but I think like a whole sports collection would do it well. Yeah, I'm a big Strikers fan, so I would definitely, I would definitely love yeah. Strikers. I was going to say the Mario football games were really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got uh, the Strikers. Well, soccer games for you. <laughs> I've got yeah. the Strikers one for the Wii, but uh, I yeah. paid up five minutes, just lost like four 0 so <laughs> I want to pick it back up. Got it, got it. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, for you want me to go or? Yeah, you can go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, for me, it's definitely a Chrono Trigger. From SNES, man. I when I when I played uh, Final Fantasy VII remake recently, um, I thought they just did such a good job with the combat and just reimagining that story. And Chrono Trigger is a game that so many people, even even now, even with the classic status, I think it needs to be reintroduced because the game is so damn good. Um, I think that one would definitely be warranted of a remake treatment. Um, the art style is still awesome. Um, the characters are great. The story is great. The multiple path endings are just so ahead of its time. Uh, I think Chrono Trigger deserves the uh, spotlight again. So I'm going to go with Chrono Trigger for a full remake, not even a remaster. We need a full-on remake of that game. That, yeah. would, that would be amazing. You kind, of, you kind of stole my answer there as well. <laughs> I think uh, having, having Chrono Trigger... You can do another one like, if you want. <laughs> no, it's all right. I've got a few backups. Oh, cool. <clears throat> Uh, so, well, I'll just speak about the Chrono Trigger. Uh, yeah, go ahead. It's one of those games that I've never played. So I'm not, I'm not massive for RPGs, it's just like Ooh, Pokemon okay. or casually. But it's one game that I've seen, I've seen loads. Like I think that's not published by Nintendo. That's the most like Super Nintendo game I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very popular. Yeah, for good reason. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to just play like a remastered version, uh, just to see. If that, if I still like it. Oh yeah, I think if they give it like you know the the way that Final Fantasy VII gave it that action, you know, combat feel to it. Um, if they could do the same kind of thing with Chrono Trigger, which has yeah, such an awesome art style, I think it would be it would be way more appealing, even even more so to the new generation. So that would be my pick. Right, do you want me to do mine then? 
Yeah. Okay, so I just I just had a look on my shelf there and picked something else because I think Chrono Trigger is a fantastic choice. And I really love what they did with Trials of, Trials of Manor as well. I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. So if they did something like that, that would be amazing. But my pick for game that I think oh. deserves a remake, Nights into Dreams, the Sega Saturn version. Not the Wii version. No one really liked the Wii version much. But the original, it just plays so well. I don't know if you've seen or heard of it, Ben, but definitely recommend it. I have never Saturn. seen that in my life. Oh, oh my wow. God. I mean, it might just be something you, you need to look it up. Oh, it's so good. I remember, I remember playing that on the analog Saturn stick when it launched. Yeah. It was like revolutionary, man. That's just such a good game. Is it like, is it big? Is it big in the Saturn games? In For Saturn games, yeah, it's probably one of the most popular. Okay. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it then. Yeah, it was a launch title. Yeah. It's um, it's made by Sonic Team as well, which is quite interesting because they didn't actually okay. end up releasing a proper Sonic game on the Saturn. So I like the cover like, up. Yeah, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a sequel on the Wii, but it wasn't as good as that. So I would love to see a remake of uh, Nights into Dreams. And it'd just... be great for people like you to experience it for the first <laughs> time as well. Yeah, uh, I think the Wii did a lot of things right, but also a lot of things wrong. Because it was so mm. popular, you got like so much just shovelware on it. Yeah, I don't think they really knew where to take the sequel. I think that was the problem. Mm-hmm. And they kind of messed the controls up a bit as well. But yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I think with the Wii era, there were a lot of forced motion controls. And I feel like the devs may not have really wanted that, but they were kind of forced into it. Um, so I think that's why some of the games turned out pretty you know, sloppy. Yeah, I do really like the Wii as a system. Oh, yeah, me too. I do agree. Sometimes the controls can be a bit frustrating. Yeah, but apparently for games like Pikmin, it works better. Yeah, it does. Pikmin plays really well on the Wii. I actually played um, Pikmin 3 on the Wii U with the Wii remote, just because it's so nice to aim, like to aim where you want your Pikmin to move. So, yeah, it was really good for them sort of games. Oh, yeah, and then games like, you know, Metroid Prime, any first-person shooters, RE4... Yeah, is still the best version, I think. If if the Switch version got motion controls with the Joy Cons, mm-hmm. like the Wii, the pointer was, that would probably be the best version. But for some reason, Capcom is not doing it. So. Yeah, that didn't make any sense because yeah. Resident Evil Five had motion controls yeah, on the Switch, but four made no sense. Y- right. You'd think they'd put four with motion controls. I mean. It came out on the PS3 with motion controls using the move controllers. Yeah, so there's no excuse. Really. Joy Cons are so much better than those yeah. like in terms of you know for pointers. So I think that's why like, that's one of the biggest things why Splatoon spells so well on the Switch and the Wii U. That little edge in aiming that you know you need to be yeah. really good. My friend turned it off, and I don't understand it at all. <laughs> yeah, I've got Pikmin and Metroid. Uh, nice three though. Okay. I haven't played either. Um, still waiting to play Pikmin, but. I don't want to play Metroid Prime 3 until I play the first one. Yeah. See if you can get the trilogy on the Wii. I think yeah. it's kind of expensive, but it's it's worth getting for the better controls, I'd say. All right, yeah. next question. This one's by Games You Loved. Hi, we're Games You Loved, and we'd like to find out what is your favourite game and watch game of all time? There's so many. We love them too. So let us know what is your favourite game and watch game. Um... I haven't played a game watch game. I think I have. I think it's been like uh, one of those like keyring thingies. Um, oh yeah, like the little, the yeah. little one. Yeah, yeah, the little one. Microversions. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but the ones that look most interesting, I think, uh, the simple juggling one. Yeah, where he's got a ball. And... 
yeah. And the lion tame thing with the chair, that looks really fun. Nice. Uh, seeing if I've got any on the shelf, I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, mine's upstairs, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it, but I'll, I'll yeah. I think oh, you, a... can, you can go first if you want. Okay, yeah. My mine for sure is Bomb Sweeper. Um, there was this game, Bomb Sweepers, with a green kind of outside case. Me, my sister, and my dad literally fought over playing it because we were so obsessed with the game. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that as my favorite game and watch game, Bomb Sweeper. I'm sure it probably sold, like, not that many copies, but we played that game to death. I, I had to – and it was, like, watch batteries in it, I think. So we had to, like, you know, really watch how we were playing it because it was hard to get those batteries. But it didn't matter. We kept playing it and playing it and playing it. And uh, so that's definitely mine, Bomb Sweeper. I've just looked it up, and that looks really complicated for a Game & Watch game, like, compared to the other ones. I don't know if that was released later or... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I still have it to this day because it was, we were just so obsessed with it. So. Right, I'm kind of sad I haven't got mine with me because it's quite an interesting one. Uh, my favourite is the Donkey Kong Junior hockey game, and oh, it's nice. really interesting because the controllers are actually inside the system itself. This is one you'll want to look up because they actually unwind. Like, it's a two-player game. But oh, I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, you might want to put that over the video when you get around to it, but I just thought that was really interesting because okay. it, lift, it lifts up like a clamshell and then yeah. it's got two circular controllers inside and you can play against each other using it. I just thought it was a really cool idea. Never seen anything like it before. I think they did a whole series of those. Uh, I know there's like books yeah, that, there was well. quite there was quite a few different ones, but I only have read the Donkey Kong one. I mean, it's still a really good idea. It's still about this Switch. You can just play past the Joy-Con each. Uh, yeah, it just, kind of is just a lot more primitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but still, you can see that's the whole thing, though. You can see the the seeds of innovation. Yeah, that was the, that's always the thing. With, so that might like yeah. my point in your video. You know it just mean? evolved from there. Yeah, mm. definitely. You can you can see that path, can't you? From yeah. where Nintendo took their ideas. That's so cool. And I think like that uh, the two player thing in one in one system kind of had the same thing. You know how they used to make toys. I think it could have been related to that because obviously you had to buy a wire or something and you know your kids uh the toy in the middle yeah i think i think it could be related to that yeah mm. possibly they do have a long history with like getting people to play together so yeah i think that's like the major company that keeps uh enforcing uh local multiplayer and stuff mm. i mean that is the whole gimmick of the switch mm -hmm. uh, i gotta say i, I kind of prefer that to online play well not prefer it but like it's nice well, not, to have it not there. at the moment <laughs> no one can meet up at the minute yeah <laughs> it's nice to have both i think yeah i i think you don't want to i think you know you don't want to abandon local play that's all just because online's available you don't want to abandon local you know that's all yeah I, I might rather if i could play a local multiplayer like with someone next to me instead of play online i mean that's that's obvious but Mm -hmm. uh, it's the, it's not the same feeling playing online than sitting right next to someone and playing Mario. Oh no, thing. definitely not. Especially if you're a child of the N64 era, you you know <laughs> it gets real intense when you have them in front of you. You know, it's just not the same. <laughs> All right, this next one's by oh Jima Jima's Luke. Hello, Nintendo. Here's my question for you, lads. What is your favorite item in Mario Kart? Your favorite item in Mario Kart. Keep up the good work. Cheers. 
I'll let someone else go first this time. Okay, I'll, I'll go first this time. So I'm trying to think, is this any, any of the newer ones? My favourite is the Bullet Bill from, I remember it from Mario Kart DS. I can't uh, remember if it's any of the later ones. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's in every single one. Or since then, I think it's. I think it is since then, yeah. But I uh, might have cheated back then and kind of got it so I could just keep pressing L and just keep turning into Bullet Bill over and over again. <laughs> so when I was playing on, in multiplayer with my friends, I didn't tell them, but I actually had an action replay on the top and I could just Bullet Bill my way around the entire track. I just thought it was really funny at the time and I'm sure they hated me for it. That is dedicated cheating. <laughs> yeah. And then I told them it was some really elaborate cheat in the game. Like, you have to restart the game a hundred times and press different button combinations. And uh, that's use it all the time. That's funny. I don't think they fell for it, but it's a good memory. Worth a least. try. Yeah, worth a try. For sure. Right. Uh, mine's kind of similar uh, to the bullet, but I think the blue shell. Um, blue shell, just because it's hilarious when you're like seventh or whatever. Or even just second and use it on your friend and then just zoom past them to get the finish. Uh, it's not a better feeling, I think. Um, yeah. For other ones, I mean, Feather is the same in battle mode. Just jump over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that useful in the main races, though. But I think overall... There can be some shortcuts. Yeah. Uh, there's loads of it in Mario Kart Deluxe, mushrooms and feathers and stuff. I think overall, though, it's got to be the red shell. Um it's the most simple one and you always hit them well mm-hmm. if they're in front of you yeah it's reliable it's definitely reliable you know yeah yeah you might rather get that than like a banana or something all right so so for me i'd have to say the 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 lightning bolt <laughs> i like the lightning bolt especially in the n64 version a lot of times when i was playing local multiplayer um, somebody would be right about to jump over one of the big gaps and I would hit the lightning bolt and they would fall down <laughs> and they would get so pissed at me. Uh, it was really funny to do. And then like every time you shrunk everybody, they would all like yell at you and like punch you in the arm and stuff if they knew it was you. So that's uh, like, I think it's, I think it's, it's like it's, a blue show at the whole race. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's just, and it shakes it all up and you end up slowing down and it, like, it affects you in weird ways depending on where you are in the race. So it like really shook up the formula. So I like the lightning bolt. That one was really fun. And then obviously, um, I also like the one where you can steal somebody else's item. Oh, the, the blue one, the ghost. Yeah, 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 that one's good because a lot of times somebody will be like, oh, I'm going to use this on you. And then you like <laughs> steal it on them, the boo. Um, that was a really good one too. So I'd say those are like my top two because it just shook up the game a lot. I think the most annoying one is the blooper that just puts ink on your screen because it's it's just useless because it doesn't really do anything. It's just yeah. there. Yeah, that is yeah. really pointless, especially on the DS one where you can actually play it on the bottom screen using the map, and you can just see everything anyway. So everything it's anyway. completely pointless in that one. Hey guys, Jude here with a question for you. So, what game have you put in the most hours into in your entire lifetime? For me, it has to be Civilization. I have played Civilization since DOS. Thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. When it came out on the Switch, I was so excited. I probably have, I think, about 245 hours. Mind you, Animal Crossing has surpassed that. (laughs) But yeah, I've been playing Civ since uh, the floppy disk. 
What's your, what game have you been playing forever? Have a great day. Um, I'm gonna go with two different answers. Uh, one for the Switch, which is what I put the most hours into, and then one for like overall. Uh, for the Switch, um, I mean, <laughs> overall, I mean, it's Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> that's my five hours, but next to that, with 300, uh, is Smash Ultimate. Because there's so much to do in that game. But a couple of months ago, I discovered something that I hadn't discovered ever in that game. Uh, the amount of content they put in is ridiculous. And the fact they can do like single player, um, local multiplayer, and online is great with friends and battle arenas. Not, not online, generally, because that sucks. But, uh, yeah, online is not great. <laughs> no, the amount of things to do in that game is just ridiculous. The amount of like, like, love and stuff they put into it. I always find new things to do. And then overall, I think Overwatch. Um, I had it on the Xbox originally, and then I got it on the PC and my Switch, and then sold the Xbox version. But I must put in like 400 or something hours overall. Um, I just think it's one of the most fun experiences you can have online, because get five of your friends, a whole team of six people, uh, and go into a quick play or something. Yeah, it's amazing. Right, you go next. I'm going to go and pick something up off the shelf to show you. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, for so, I guess I'll follow your formula, Ben. Um, for okay. Switch in general, um, I got to go with uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, I put over 150 hours into the game, and I'm still finding stuff, even when I go back to it every once in a while. Um, there's just so many things you can do and then like you see what other people do online and then you want to go back and try it you know just the way people like solve puzzles or you know get to something um, so I'd say Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for Switch and then probably overall just because of the length of it and I've I mean I've played it this game throughout so many consoles um, Doom just the franchise Doom in general I mean I've played it back from you know, PC DOS to, you know, Doom 2 2016 on Nintendo Switch. So I play that on so many different consoles and, you know, between online and all the single player campaigns and just, you know, bat, like doing kind of local call with my friends through it. Um, I'd say probably Doom. I mean, I put so many hours into it. I don't even know throughout the years and just longevity. Um, so I'd go with that one overall. Alright, uh, um, I'm not a massive fan of Doom. I played 2016 for a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's quite fun. I like, like the sort of fast-paced aspect, mm -hmm. aspect of it. Uh, but, I mean, to me, it's sort of just like generic shooting game 47. But then I haven't played any of the originals before that. So. I mean, you got to remember, though, that was the originator. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're talking about people like me who were playing on PC back in the day when there were no other shooters <laughs> pretty much out there, you know, that took just took the genre to another level. So, Human, Quake, and GoldenEye and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, for Breath of the Wild, I think the sandbox thing, like, just to go in and try something new is really good. Um, but, I mean, I played it the first time for a bit. I, I got really bored. Uh, I really bored. Okay. Uh, I restarted it, and now I really like it. I think it's like top three Switch games for me. But uh, personally, I just prefer Mario Odyssey. Um, okay. 
just collecting up memes and stuff. Yeah, we were talking about length, so that's why I, mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. put as much in. I, I like the game better, Odyssey, than, than Zelda, but I put more time into Zelda. I mean, for me, there's, there's too much to do in Zelda. I think that's not something to complain about, but, like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. There's, uh, I'm not going to get all the shrines or Korok seeds, and the, the size of the map is amazing and ridiculous at the same time. Yeah. So let's see, what'd you pull off the shelf? Man? Right, yes, I've got something very interesting to show you. Mm-hmm. And I can pretty much guarantee that like 90% of the viewers aren't even going to have heard of this game. It's a game on the PS2, if Ooh. you can see it there, called Manichemia. Okay. And it is the something like the 15th game in the Atelier series. And I don't really play a lot of games like for a long period of time just because I've got so many different games. I'm usually like hopping between them, but mm-hmm. there was just something about this when I played it back in college that really hooked me. And I just got completely obsessed with it. I put in like 200 hours at least. I did everything you could do in the game. And considering the kind of game it is as well, most people would probably get a bit bored because it's a lot of like collecting items and synthesizing to make different weapons and stuff. But I I don't know, there was just something about it that really hooked me. And I've tried all their games since and nothing's really lived up to it. So, nice. yeah, that's why I chose Manicamia. Of course, games like Zelda and stuff as well, I've put a lot of time into, but that's over lots of different games rather than just one game in particular. Yeah. So I thought that'd be an interesting one to bring up. I think another thing is, uh, I'm assuming when you're at college and stuff, you didn't have uh, loads of money to spend on games and stuff, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming because you have like limited choices, you were sort of forced to play only a couple of games. Mm, so there was another reason as well. The reason I played this one so much is because it was actually a friend's copy and he lent it to me and he wanted it back the week later. <laughs> so I literally just played it all Stayed week, up for the whole week. <laughs> nonstop. And then I gave it back to him and I ended up buying it for myself. And then this version here, this is the Japanese version because it comes with a figure in there as well. So I liked it so much I even tracked down that collector's edition. So yeah. That's really a nice set. Yeah. The, um, yes. One second, I'll show you what the figure looks like. Oh, nice. There we go. There we go. Ooh. There you go. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's good. That came with the collector's thingy, didn't it? It's just that inbox. Yeah. Do you know how much uh, that collector's thingy cost? Because it seemed like uh, it'd be pretty expensive. 80 quid I got it for, and that was without the game. <laughs> so what it I came with, by the, the statue? It came, with, um, it came with this statue, and it came with the soundtrack CD as well. But I'd honestly been looking for it on eBay for about five years before I actually managed to find one. Yeah, so that's I don't not think, bad. I don't that's think they're very bad. common. I was really excited when I got it. <laughs> nice. I don't think anyone else in the world would have been, but I was. <laughs> but I think at least for me, because I have like all these games that I need and want to play, uh, I find it harder to get stuck into one if I have loads that I want to play. Because, yeah, as I was saying, I'm assuming you didn't have that many like games at your college uh, to play. <laughs> You'd, you'd so, think that, but even even back then, I had an Excel sheet full of games that I was collecting. All right, uh, <laughs> normal people. Normal they people went... wouldn't have that many. I already had a thousand at that point, and that was like twelve <laughs> years ago now. <laughs> All right, well, I've got some working up to do to get to that. But uh, I just think if you have less, 
uh, like five games that you want to play, you can play through one and then go to another. But if you have like a hundred you want to play or something, you just can't waste, uh, say waste, but waste your time on one game when you could be playing the other things that you want to play. I could have worded that better, but I think you get the point. Yeah, it makes yep. sense for normal yep. people. <laughs> normal people. All right. Now this one's kind of special because this is by my brother. Hi guys, I've got a question for you. What is your favourite video game soundtrack of all time? Personally, mine is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Stay safe. Bye. Oh. You pl you planned this first <laughs> quite well. Um, it depends because obviously Smash Brothers has like the biggest yeah. collection of music, but that doesn't really count as a soundtrack. Um, okay. Uh, Mario Odyssey, I think. Um, great, great soundtrack. Like all the kingdoms, and then that my one of my favorite games songs of all time is that escape sequence song. When you're oh yeah, that was really destroying cool. Destroying the, the pillars. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It, it doesn't even sound like a Mario song. It sounds like a Sonic song. That's what I yeah. thought when I played it as well. It belongs but in like Sonic Adventure. Or something. Then I found out something that's actually voiced by the Tails voice actor from 2010 2013. Oh wow, maybe that's so, why it sounds like Sonic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I just think it has like such a great soundtrack i think this is literally like the ultimate mario odyssey's the ultimate mario game and music's included in that uh, it's it's amazing I, I still hum new dog city all the time <laughs> i catch myself doing it every once in a while <laughs> you know Same with the fossil Fools, uh mm -hmm. yeah, cascade kingdom mm. it's like what i like about that is how different every level is like in terms of sound yeah they really made it unique for each different area Oh yeah, oh, that's really good. Um, you want me to go? Yeah, we should probably figure out in order who goes first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's just uh, ten yeah. seconds when no one speaks. Yeah, sorry, you've got a lot of editing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, sorry no. about that. Um, right, so for on. for me, I'd probably do. Um, I'm probably gonna go Streets of Rage two. Um, I just feel like every song, every level, every boss theme, like I could still even like hum them nowadays and because the experience was so short like i feel like they the songs were more memorable too you know what i mean so like when you were done like you just like kept humming them and humming them and now like i feel like after sheets of rage 2 they're always trying to get back to that level but they've never really got back there um so i'm gonna say sheets of rage 2 just all the all the synths and the you know the eclectic beats of the digital instruments and just everything together just like and they're so they're so catchy and they're so like memorable all the songs and uh yeah so that one stands out for me i mean there's obviously so many but shoots rage 2 just stands out for me i mean i can't compliment that one so <laughs> yeah uh but i do like street fighter 2 soundtrack as well as a retro oh, yeah. game oh yeah that's great that's great too there's so many but yeah mm, i think streets of rage is really good as well mm -hmm. Yuzo Koshiro is a genius. Oh my god, everything <laughs> Just he have does to say is that. So good. Sonic 1 on the Master System, he did an amazing job on that as well. You wouldn't expect it, but so good. Mm. But, hmm, what's my pick? Probably Chrono Cross. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, Chrono Cross. Let's get the, the collector's edition. <laughs> yeah, the, the intro theme to Chrono Cross in particular, like, every time I turned that game on, I was just blown away by how good it sounded. Yeah. And then like all, all the way through. And I love the fact that it goes back to some of the themes from 
Chrono Trigger and mixes them up a bit as well. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah, definitely my favorite game soundtrack. I still listen to it in the background all the time as well. Oh, yeah. That's a killer, yeah, really good. Yeah. That's also what I like about uh, some Mario songs and Pokemon songs. Like the purple coin theme for my galaxy is Gusty Garden Galaxy mm-hmm. in it. And then loads of Pokemon songs have uh, many others in it. It just all like blends into them well. Mm-hmm. I just think, yeah. Yeah, the, Pokemon oh, the, games Mar- the Mario Galaxy games have incredible soundtracks. Oh yeah, they really sure. do. And New Horizons as well. Uh, oh my god, it's so catchy! <laughs> so catchy. Like every every hour themes is amazing. Yeah, great. I still think the GameCube had the best Animal Crossing music, but maybe that's just because that's the one I played the most. Oh yeah, that was the original too. So, you know, yeah. like, like the one that really gained steam. So, to be honest, going back to that other topic, Animal Crossing is probably up there, the first one. For games that I put the most time into. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. I think Animal Crossing kinda has that thing where you're not gonna play it for a lot one time, like mm. every day you come in for ten minutes, but over time, over a year, a couple of years, you put in so many hours into it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Because like one's... a lifestyle. Yeah. This one's by Sega Master Tim. Hello, it's Sega Master Tim here, and once again, I've got um, Synth Spacey's cap on. So, uh, just to make sure, guys, you haven't got the Synth Spacey show on right now. It's the uh, Sega Master Tim show, in a way. Anyway, thank you very much for having me on. My question is actually to two out of three of you, to the younger blokes there. All right, so what I want to know is what do you think we'll be doing in 20 years' time in terms of gaming? What do you see the future as? I remember when I was your age, I used to think that everybody would be playing VR and everything would be like the holodeck and that. Well, that's clearly not the case, is it? So please, I'm very curious as a person past his mid-40s as to what the younger generation sees the future of gaming to be. Other than that, thank you very much for having me and happy gaming. See you later. Um, so... Uh, I think there's two different answers for gaming and game collecting. I think there's different things. Uh, I don't know if it'll be going all digital. Um, I think some companies, I, th- I think Nintendo will still stay physical, but uh, now there's like the Xbox One S digital and the PS5 digital thing he announced. I think, I don't know. I don't know if they would make it all digital or digital editions. But I think it's going to be largely digital, like maybe half and half or completely. I don't know. But then I think in terms of game collecting, as long as there'll be games to collect, games will be collected. But if there's games to be collected, then game collecting will still be a thing. (laughs) How how old are are we actually? I just want to ask you guys, like how how old are you guys in general? I'm 28. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm the I'm the OG of the group here. So Nick, I'll let you go next. Okay. <laughs> I'm the OG of the group. I've probably got a kind of boring answer. I think that gaming's mostly going to stay pretty much the same. You'll still have a controller. The TVs will become higher and higher resolutions. The graphics will become more and more lifelike, or more and more stylized, because a lot of games are going in that direction as well. I think VR is going to slowly gain momentum like it is doing at the minute. I don't think everything will be completely VR, but I think it will become a lot more immersive than what it is now. 
Like they're, they're bringing out those like treadmill things that you can stand in and play. But I don't really see that becoming mainstream just because it's so, you have to put a lot into it to be able to play it that way. Um, but yeah, I think it's mostly going to be the same as now, just more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind um, of a boring answer, but I think that's what's going to happen. And I didn't, I didn't really probably <laughs> it's going to end up going digital as well. Fully? Eventually, yeah, I think so. They, they make so much more money from downloads rather than selling physical games. Yeah. So I think it's inevitable. Eventually. I think it could be like digital only, but then with like physical collector's editions or yeah. something like that. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't really speak on VR and stuff. Uh, I think it's just going to become better and cheaper, so a lot of more people will have it. Um, mm-hmm. But we think it's going to happen when like, games go fully realistic and you can't get any more realistic. I think it's just going to go a different way, like cartoony or something like that. Yeah, I think they'll. I think new art styles will come up that will, you know, kind of, you know, people will. There'll be one big hit, and then people will mimic it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like at this rate, there's only so far you can go with like the photorealistic route. So there's gonna be somebody's gonna find a nice kind of happy medium between that, and then people will just kind of spin it in different directions. You know, um, in terms of like physical like you know what i see the future of gaming um i think i think you know if you would have asked me before switch i would have said that nintendo would be physical forever but i think nintendo especially with switch because that's a portable system i think they're kind of seeing now that you know because of that form factor digital is you know really going to work in their favor and some people actually do prefer it just because of that form factor so I think, and all the games on PS5 and Xbox, you're, the physical versions, you're just installing onto the hard drive anyway at this point. So, I mean, digital is definitely the future. Um, I think there's definitely going to be a place for companies like Limited Run, Strictly Limited Games for, for the collectors. Um, but I think overall, it's just going to be like digital, you know, across all platforms. Like Xbox is doing xCloud now, and you can play a lot of games you know, Sony experiments with remote play, but um, Nintendo's with the Switch. I mean, everything is going to be more versatile and be able to play across, you know, TV, portable, Stadia, and everything. So. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think Stadia is the beginning of that or something in that sort of style? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe not Stadia in particular. Mm-hmm. I think they'll expand on that. I don't think it'll be like as big as a console, but I think there's gonna, definitely going to be a market for people like that. They just want to load up a game at any time on any system it's definitely a good idea but i think the internet's got a bit of catching up to do as well before it's smooth enough for people to really want to play that way yeah i think i think google like had the idea they just didn't the concept is good they just didn't execute it correctly and they obviously you can tell they they didn't know the pulse of gamers you know they didn't know what was important to them when they really officially launched it i mean they launched it and there was no real exclusive game <laughs> like how are you going to get people to buy in if you're... Um, i got mine on day one and i've hardly oh, used it <laughs> i heard the controller is the best part of it so the controller the controller is yeah. really nice i've yeah, been using yeah, it on the computer yeah, yeah really good yeah. controller but <laughs> yeah. in terms of the actual service it's a bit of a mess mm-hmm. to be honest yeah you know that uh james person that was in the group chat that's supposed to come in as well uh he's like um he's a massive stadia fan 
He's got those oh, really? banner and stuff. That, yeah. That would have been interesting to yeah, hear yeah. his thoughts on it then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just think. I don't. Know, I think like everyone's gonna have an art style. Like, I think Breath of the Wild, like did something right. Just find a new art style. Mm. Um, and like Wind Waker as well. It just found a new art style that no one else has got. Um, yeah, I mean, Wind Waker still holds up really well today, like because of the art style, doesn't it? Wind Waker HD still looks better than ninety mm. percent of the games out right now, in my opinion. So yeah, that looks amazing. I got it last week. That's so good. Oh, good. So good. That's something else I say, but I forgot, so we'll just move on. Uh, there we go. Since spaces. G'day, Brian here from Since Spaces, and Nintentap have asked me to send in a question. I'm, I'm not used to doing this, I'm used to the one receiving the question, so this is new territory for me. So, um, here we go. Last night I was streaming The Last of Us, and I got up to a difficult part in the game. This is where you meet the clickers for the first time. And I'm, I struggle with stealth in games, I hate stealth in video games. And then, anyway, as I'm trying to suss out the game, all of a sudden, 250 people just dropped in the chat from out of nowhere, and the chat just lit up. And all of a sudden, I'm on stage in front of all these people playing a part in a game that I was getting super frustrated on. And it got me thinking, name a game that you would not want to be playing in front of a huge crowd because it's just too hard. Name a game that you wouldn't want to be playing because it's frustrating and you'll embarrass yourself. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a good show and um, subscribe to my channel, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, so I kind of got this idea for the whole thing from him, but uh, uh, I kind of changed up a bit, so it's not completely copied. It's just the sort of like question thingy. But yeah, um, what's the question again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, later this week, I'm playing. Five Nights at Freddy's live on the stream, which I'm not looking forward to. But. Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it would just be interesting to see everyone's reaction and my reaction to me playing it. Uh, I don't know, because what type of game? Would it just be hard games? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think I wouldn't want to suck at a game and then play that in front of loads of people. That wouldn't be great. But yeah, mm. you guys answer. I'll try and think about it. Mm. Oh, okay, for for me, it'd probably be Cuphead. <laughs> I love the game to death, but playing it in front of people, like it's just gets, you know, like I have the patience to kind of like go through dying and dying and dying until I get it. But I don't think on stream people would really want to see that. <laughs> so I'd say probably Cuphead or like Dark Souls, something like that, because those games are just, you know, you're meant to die and you know, a million times and you know progressively move forward. So. I'd say like one of those two games I definitely wouldn't want to play in front of people <laughs> on stream anyway. All right. I mean, I've kind of got an answer. Um, sort of. So I don't want to really play like let's play sort of things uh, mm. on my streams. So I just think it sort of ruins the experience if I'm like talking to people and reading the chat and stuff. I don't know. That's just what I think. But uh, so, yeah, I just think a single player game. I mean, I did that Pokemon Nuzlocke first because I've already played through it once. But say if I was playing through, like, Breath of the Wild or something, I wouldn't want to... I think it just ruined the experience if you're like, looking at follows and stuff. I just want to kind of be immersed in a game like that. 
Mm. With a game like that, you'd probably get people trying to give you hints and stuff as well, which might ruin the experience a bit. Mm -hmm. Spoilers throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine's probably something similar to Cuphead. I'd probably say something like Super Meat Boy or something, just where you want to replay the level over and over and over again to try and memorize it. I don't really think that would be... It wouldn't be very fun for the people to watch, and you'd probably feel too pressured to try and be good at it, and then probably just end up getting frustrated. So sure. something like Super Meat Boy or Cuphead, yeah, that's a good a good answer. Yeah, I mean, I think some other people would have said games like Smash Brothers or a fighting game, one that takes like a lot of focus. But for me, uh, uh, well, I mean, every day, every couple of days, I speak to my friends and play games like that. So I'm I'm used to just talking all the time while playing games like that. But I kind of get it if someone wants to say that because uh, obviously. I'm kind of used to doing two things at once, but yeah, if your focus is on one thing and you're not used to it, then you're going to get distracted. I guess it depends how serious you're being about it with fighting games. Like if you're just playing for fun, you probably won't mind if you if you're not winning all the time. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I it depends like, what kind of gamer you are. Still, when I'm in like Smash competitions or whatever, I still phone my friends because I just get bored in between. And mm. I, for me, I don't know. I just don't. I don't get sidetracked to to it but some people might, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. i got the last question. All right. Uh, Stewie Retro Gaming, or Stewie 55 UK. Hey. Evening, guys. It's uh, Stewie here. I just wanted to throw a wee video uh, for your show, and thanks for asking me to do a wee video for you. Uh, I was just wanted to ask you a question. Obviously, the new generation uh, machines that are coming out, uh, and there's a lot of obviously old games that we've obviously played in the past that we would like to see revived. I was just curious, uh, what kind of games were you guys thinking would be great to obviously revive onto this new generation? That would be me personally. I'd love to see a new Half Life, please. Half Life Three, come on, twenty years, come on. Where is it? Um, but I was just curious to see what you guys thought as well, uh, and obviously your your guests as well, how they felt about it, and uh, any thoughts. So yeah. Th- and so, what new games do you think would be revived well in the new generation? Thanks, guys, and uh, have a great show. Bye. When I first answered Pokemon Snap, but um, yes. <laughs> that came out, that got announced last week. Yes, so. yes, yes. I'm so excited about Yeah, that. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> I love sort of like a, I don't know, just sort of a spin off. I think it's a great break from like the main series and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I kind of like Let's Go as well, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, because it's, like, the main series now is focused on, like, Super Training or, like, Xenus or stuff like that. I think it's good just have once in a while, like, a spin-off or a more relaxed game just to, uh... Yep. Yeah. But, um, in terms of series revived, uh... No idea. Just old <laughs> Nintendo series, like, Punch-Out or F-Zero... Be great on there. Oh, you beat me to it. I was going to say F Zero. Yeah, yeah, F Zero is a great one. Great. I'd say, I mean, for me, this I don't know. I think, I think, especially now with the way that graphics are, you know, they're focusing on frame frame resolution. One of my favorite series growing up was Road Rash, and I think that 
you know, you're seeing the revival of like beat 'em ups with, you know, like Streets of Rage 4. And I just reviewed the Takeover for Nintendo Switch. Like those kind of games are coming back. So I think Road Rash, especially in like 4K, 60 frames per second, you know, online multiplayer modes, uh, battle modes, you know, like a cool single player story campaign. I think that game would really translate well. Um, into the next generation I think because it's been dormant for so long um, I think that would be kind of a you know breath of fresh air for players to play and I think people will get hooked again to be honest and then obviously I I'm also a big Star Fox fan um, so I'd love to see Star Fox come back mm, as well that'd be good uh, what did you what did you think about Star Fox Zero I I I'd force myself to learn the controls um, and when I did, I actually enjoyed it because I, I kind of like the idea of like, you know, being able to shoot targets behind you and stuff that's not on screen and, and stuff. I thought that was cool. Um, but I think the barrier of entry was too high. I think that's why a lot of people didn't get into it. But again, if it was an option as opposed to forcing you into that control scheme, I think it would have done a lot better because then if you really liked the game, then you could have tried it like that, you know, instead of forcing you to do it. So I think one, a, a game with more traditional controls, a more robust local and online multiplayer, um, you know, maybe some RPG elements to it as well where you can like upgrade your ship um, and kind of give you incentives to keep going on and just doing straying away from Star Fox 64 completely and doing something brand new in the universe, um, I think would get people in. It just has to be done properly. So I think those two would be awesome. Um, to, you know, for the what did you think of, uh, of Starlink? I, I actually like Starlink. I thought it did a lot of things well. Um, I just think again, like the, the, the whole pitch of toys to life, I think at that point just, you know, took people away from the core game, but the core game itself, I thought was good and actually did a lot of the things that I was just talking about that I wanted a star Fox to do. Um, but I think just the way they marketed it as kind of like a toys to life game, just kind of, you know, put it, you know, far behind before it even really had a chance to, you know, make an impression. So. Yeah, for me, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. It was Toys good. Life, the Toys to Life wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of liked having them just to display and stuff, uh, but to use, it was it was kind of expensive to get them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't really like how they did the Star Fox thing with like the other characters. It, like They're from two different universes and stuff, and they just put them together mm-hmm. and just like shoved two main quests into one. At yeah. this point, I mean, beggars can't be choosy with Star Fox, so I took what I could get. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the, close, the closest you'll get for a while, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think so, if yeah. they just put like a uh, like sort of Starlink without the Toys to Life and just focused on making it a Star Fox game, yeah, then that could be really good. I would, yeah, I would have rather Ubisoft just got in the the licensing and made like a real just Star Fox game. I would have rather have them done that. On every on every platform. Yep. Do it. Hey, you know what? Honestly, at this point, <laughs> I'm going to get on the Switch. So no, I, I don't. But if Nintendo's going to abandon it, yeah, you know, if they're not going to really move forward with and it, someone else. Who knows? You know. Right. I've trying to been I'm trying to think of something that's not Nintendo, because all of my answers are going to be things like F Zero or Star Fox and stuff. But something that everyone wants. I don't know if this is something everyone wants, but do you remember a game called SSX Tricky? 
Yes. So good. I would love to see a HD or 4K remake of that. Or a sequel that went back to that style of really fun, really fun style of game, rather than what they went for in the PS3 one, which I thought was kind of weirdly realistic for that series. So I would love to see a return to form, SSX tricky, nice. 4K version. I think that would be amazing. And I think it's especially with, with Tony Hawk coming out, the yeah, door may open again. That's yeah. kind of what got me thinking about it, because it yeah. was all at that same sort of extreme sports era. And I really did love them games. So if that could come back and open it up to new people, that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, when my Wii broke, uh, I got to like a car boot sale and got two Wiis, a uh, couple of remotes and games for £10, which was a good, right, deal. good deal. But with it, uh, this. This is the one you didn't like, right? Mm. That's the blur, yeah. That's the blur. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Tricky it's kind that. of SSX3 minus most of the game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And some weird motion controls, but it's okay. Because if they like, if they rebranded it, and I just looked at the back, it kind of just looks like a generic, like fifty p snowboarding game. Mm. At least from artwork and gameplay uh, pictures. Yeah, it's not as good as the older ones. It kind of lost some of its charm when it moved over to the Wii. But it's still good. I'd recommend giving it a go. Yeah. Uh, is it similar to like? Uh, wave race and pilot wings and stuff like that in the sense that it was an older game and then they pulled it over so I don't even know what I'm saying at this mm. point <laughs> it's not actually that different to the ones that were on the PS2 and the GameCube they mm. just they just put motion controls in it basically yeah they were shoehorned in you know you have to like tilt the nunchuck to move down the mountain and flick yeah. the Wii remote to spin round and stuff it's a bit too much yeah, just play the GameCube ones. I mean, it seems a bit like I'm on the Wii anyway. It seems a bit like Pilot Wings. They just made it a new one, but with Pilot Wings, it was actually good. Mm. Uh, Pilot Wings 3D was really good. That was the first yeah, I like game that. I got on the 3D. Was it? Was it like I a? It. I don't know if it was a, like it was a release title. But I don't know if some bundled in. Uh, no, I think I think it was just a launch game. No, oh, okay. I, I I bought mine separately anyway. Yeah, yeah. that was that was launch. Yeah, 3D. Yeah. They didn't have much games at launch, did they? Was like, oh, I was going to say, and then there wasn't much for about six months after that I think there was, I think there was that one. Uh, there was one Mario game, or something, uh, one big game, and then like five racing or bad <laughs> games. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, that's before like the big price drop, though. And then everyone got it, and then it sold crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At All least right. it did. At least it did pick up on like the Wii U. At least they, yeah. they managed I, to I still think the Wii U is amazing. Like, if mm-hmm. they rebranded it and just changed a couple of stuff, I think it could have been like sold more than the Wii. If, like, if it was they such marketed, a idea. I yeah, think yeah. if they if they marketed it correctly, number one, and number two, I always tell people this: if Super Mario Maker was at launch, mm, that would have helped. Yeah, that because then I think that game really utilized the gamepad properly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I think I think then people would. That was that was literally made for the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that game, if that was at launch instead of like at the end, um, I think people would have really bought in a lot more. You know. Yeah, that's a really good point. If they'd swapped that and New Super Mario Bros. U around in yeah, terms exactly. of releases, they would have done a lot better. Because mm-hmm. they yeah. see New Super Mario Bros. U and it basically looks exactly the same as the Wii one. 
And HD. the system's called Wii anyway, and they're like, I don't really know what the difference is. Yeah, but. it's very mixed messaging. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. a lot of people it was just a controller yeah. attachment for just it. It was another system. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I was getting so frustrated back then that people didn't understand it. But what can you do? It's their marketing at fault, yeah. isn't it? It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think, system. yeah, I mean, that was kind of like most of my childhood playing that, uh, like Super Mario 3D Land, uh, Yoshi's Woody World. Mm, uh, so you, you're making me feel old now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had a, yeah, that was like, what, geez, my like third or fourth Nintendo system. So yeah, I'm feeling old. I actually tell people all the time, I play my Wii U like more than my PS4 for a long time. Because I, I captain to all the all the games that came over to I Switch are hits now. You know what I mean? Donkey Kong Country, uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, Super Mario 3D World, which is definitely coming. Yeah, um, just yeah, waiting on Pikmin Three. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think Captain Toad was a really good game. That's just oh, a yeah. puzzle game, and I like the uh, the integration like with Odyssey as well, like the levels and stuff. That was good. Uh, I haven't played the Switch one yet, but yeah, I, I love the idea that they added to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great game. I'd much rather get like uh, well, I mean that's obvious, but I love when they do um, like ports deluxe version instead of just a straight port. I'd I'd, I'd rather pay like sixty pounds for a, a deluxe than just a straight port for forty pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just something well, new. I mean, yeah, so just look at look at Mario Kart. I mean, just adding that battle mode made it so much better. It made it just like the best, best Mario Kart game. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Obviously, I won't have my normal outro because it won't really work on podcasts. But uh, yeah, so both of them were amazing guests and I'll be sending them something to thank them for coming on as well. Uh, <laughs> it's come all the way from America, so the shipping wasn't great. But yeah, um, next one in a month or something, I've got a couple guests lined up for that. So yeah, that should be fun. All right, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.